Hello sweet angels and welcome to the Celestial Collective Podcast. I'm Jennifer. I'm Daniel. Join us today as we wing it. Completely. (laughs) So first of all we have to apologise that last week's podcast didn't seem to appear for some reason. Um, We've now rectified it but it's two days late so that's really the professionalism level that we're at. We're blaming... The filming. The filming is in Leo. I feel it great. Was in Leo. What's that in now? I can't keep up. I'm sorry, the changes. So the filming was in Leo when it happened, so we're blaming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've rectified it now, and we're recording this a few short days before Valentine's Day. And mm-hmm. um, this will be out Monday, Monday yeah. if it goes out after Valentine's Day. So we thought we would mix it up a little bit, talk about some. Tinder terrors. They're effect- segment. Yeah, they're not all Tinder based, but we just no. thought we'd call them Tinder terrors mm-hmm. for the vibes. And we're going to talk about what we can learn from discussing the star signs of ex lovers. I was just about to say it like that. <laughs> yes. And this is where we need to spend some time apart. Former balls. Uh, every time I say lover, I think about um, Charlotte in Sex and the City, where she's talking about carrying the Russian, and she says, maybe he could be more than a lover. <laughs> I need to see that. I'll put, I'll insert the clip here. Okay. I probably won't, but I mean, okay. I'll let Daniel listen to it just after we saw it. Okay. Um, so yeah, join us, and um, let's get this show on the road, sweetie. feel like in this segment shit's going to get real potentially mm-hmm. and I feel like there's going to be a little bit of editing because we've just discussed that we're not going to name names so I'm really going to have to try mm-hmm. we were I wanted to discuss the kind of correlation of relationships and maybe are we going for certain star signs and is there a reason behind that and I did kind of warn Daniel that this segment is going to basically be me asking questions and putting him on the spot because I know nothing. Well, you've got a good idea about it sometimes, but... I, I constantly get mixed up with Sagittarius and Capricorn. That's true. And Daniel gets annoyed at me and beats me. Um, so, let's just delve in. Okay. I... Do you want to go first? Well, you're going first, <laughs> I am the centre of attention because I'm a Gemini. Uh, I had a long, a long, hard relationship. Mm -hmm, (laughs) A long, hard relationship with a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. And I think I mentioned in last week's episode that the tarot priest had said in a reading, you need to let go of the shit that you're holding on to from a Mm -hmm. Capricorn. And as soon as she said that, I felt attacked by the accuracy. But seen. Attacked, but also validated and seen. Held like a small baby. Mm. So, a long, long, hard relationship with a Capricorn and two relationships with Libras. (gasps) You little Libras. My Sam. Um, Now that I think about it, I found one of... I mean, your Libra's always trying to find balance. I found one of those Libra's very emotional and very needy, and one of those Libra's very emotionless and distant. Mm. 
And that makes else? sense. No, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. God, and I have I never even thought about that until just then because I I thought I wonder if there's comparables, but actually they were the same in the sense they were one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. So no balance. See, I always find it interesting because people are like, especially with Libras. I'm a Libra, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Don't but, know if I mentioned um, that before, darling. Oh uh, yes. Um, but people have always been like, oh, it's so like balance, blah blah blah. I'm like, honey, these scales can tap. Mm. And don't they just? Yeah, daily. But I, I think Libras can be so. Libras can really pull you in. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think there's a little hook on a Libra. And I'm the, a little. The, the lovers, they're known as the lovers of the zodiac, so they're relationship orientated signs. Okay. And they're very like. They thrive in relationships. Yeah, because both of those Libras locked me down quick style. Mm-hmm. They're, they're known for like, once you start dating someone, like it's going it's it's to either end quickly or become something very quickly. Okay. And yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm going to relate this to me. Sorry. Classic. But <laughs> maybe me. But, um, That's the Gemini in your chart? Like, my, like, one of my relationships, previous relationships, I was the very emotional, needy one. The other one, I was literally the polar opposite. Wow, cold. okay. Get the fuck off me, honey. Okay. Like, that. Wow. Way. And it's really interesting having both experiences because now it's kind of like, oh God, I know. You what know, it's like one extreme to the other. I don't know mm-hmm. what it's like to be the one on the receiving end of mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. And do you feel like that's helped you become more balanced now? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that you are more balanced now. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It's because you're my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daddy. It's me, Daniel's boyfriend. <laughs> um, no, but as an outsider looking in, I can see that you're more balanced. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting, and that's the first time I've ever thought about that. But I would say those two Libras even though they actually weren't as long relationships as the Capricorn, mm-hmm. they're the ones that really pulled me in and I felt very, like, enveloped by it. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, it felt kind of consuming. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about the Capricorn relationship. What was the, what was that person like as a lover? <laughs> Not literally as a lover. <laughs> no, as, the as a relationship, yeah, uh-huh. um, that person was very deep, right? Very deep, and I think that's what drew me to that person. What, like emotionally? Deep? Uh, yes, like you know, or like intense. Both. Okay. Quite intense, quite deep, a lot going on. Never would I go for that person now. This was when I was a lot younger. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, very deep and. At the start, very, you know, like, this is what I want. And if you can't do this, then that's it. What are we going to do about this? It's me and you. Is this happening or is it not? And I had never had that before. And I think as a young person trying to, like, navigate relationships, when it all is a bit messy, and now I'm used to that because I'm a cynical old hag. (laughs) But at the time, I think I loved that because it was like, oh, God, I've met someone we like each other. They want to lock it down. And he's got a plan. Yeah, he had a plan. I was very um, young and 
a bit Chandler Bing and wasn't really ready to settle down. But I knew that I liked him and he was very much like, well, come on, let's stop wasting time. Let's do this thing. And that was good because there was this person kind of steering the ship. Mm. Is that Capricorn? It's very Capricorn. Is it? Uh, like someone who's like goals, targets, like achievements. But then that person was <clears throat> only like that in our relationship, mm-hmm. but was not like that in their life. Yeah. And that became the downfall. Um, because you can't respect someone who you can't respect someone within the confines of a relationship if they don't have their shit together anywhere else. Yeah. Um, well, or it's very hard to do. So mm-hmm. obviously people have their crosses to bear and things happen. But let's just say that was um I mean Daniel knows the story, we won't air my dirty yeah. laundry on the podcast, yeah. but that relationship was a doozy at the end. But I think that's the main crux is that I fell in love with someone who was very steering the ship, uh-huh. and then it sort of turned out that that person but was not got shipwrecked. The ship was shipwrecked. He was not qualified to steer the ship. <laughs> Did that make you think about Tiffany Pollard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, whoever told me that he was qualified to steer the ship <laughs> was lying. <laughs> Because he was not. He was driving an old maiden type of ship. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was that cap. Wow. But that, I didn't realise that was typical Capricorn. Uh, like, I was really surprised to find out that said person was a Capricorn. Because mm. I remember years ago meeting said human being. <laughs> and um, I'm quite surprised at the Capricorn. What would you have guessed? Um, Pisces? Maybe, yeah. I saw that. Like something, like something, like almost polar opposite. But I do think that's because that person was suffering with a lot of mental health issues, Mm. and really struggling. Mm -hmm. And undoubtedly, I would say I fell in love with a Capricorn by nature, and that person slowly became less and less of that person. Yeah. And I feel like we keep saying that person, and I'm dying to say the name. Don't Mm. do it. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. I would never, now looking back and knowing more about signs, mm-hmm. would never have, it would be interesting, maybe I'll message him and say, hi, I haven't spoke to you in five years, but what time were you born? <laughs> Please. Sorry, I've deleted them from everything. I, I could, I've still got his mum on Facebook, maybe I'll hit her up. What time oh, was she'll, she? She'll know. She'll know. I say, what time she'll did you know. give birth? Just let me know, just a quick research project. And um, that would be interesting though, to see what I else is in the chat. I would love to do that, honestly. Like, I would love to. But yeah, so there you go. I think that that is... Um, it's funny, though, because I feel like now I avoid Capricorns. Like, it really mm. puts me off. And I actually went through a phase where I was dating people and they were all turning out to be Capricorns or, like, late December birthdays. And I was like, oh, my God. But actually, this has been helpful because I realised that I don't hate Capricorns. Mm. I actually fell in love with a Capricorn for the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, I've always said you've got big cap energy. I do have big cap energy. She's got big caps. But, but I think big cap energy, you need bigger cap energy or you mm. encompass someone. Oh, totally. Because uh-huh. I just, I mean, I don't, I'm sure people listening to the podcast know, I, I steamroll people. She's actually sat here with a captain's hat on ready to, um, to navigate the <laughs> no, seven seas. I'm literally sitting in a vintage captain's chair. Have you spoke about this chair before? <laughs> Oh, because it squeaks. 
I'm sitting in a captain's chair. I'm pointing at Daniel. There's um, a blackboard, a chalkboard. Sorry, a chalkboard. I think you're supposed to call it a chalkboard now. Well, yeah. A chalkboard, and um, making them do lines at the end. So lines on the board, not lines of cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Okay, so please, um, any other thoughts before we move on to your starshine relationships? No, don't think so. I feel like I've taken a lot from that, actually. Surprisingly, because we're winging it and talking absolute nonsense. I think we're doing quite well. Oh, those little Libras. I Um, feel like I would date another Libra, actually. My last question. Actually, you talk about yours and then... um, Do you think that two people... So I've told you this, that I recently um, have had an interest in someone, Mm -hmm. let's say. And then I found out that they're also a Gemini. And immediately I thought, that can't be good. Usually, I don't know, because I know that Libras and Libras are good together. Okay. But I don't, I need to get back to you on that. Okay. I don't know. Us Geminis, we're we're tricky tricksters. It's all old phrases. I feel like it's one of those things that will either be great or it will be awful. One or t'other. (laughs) One or t'other. Yeah. It'll be one or two. Very, very harsh. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Um, Thank you for your um, inspiration. An insight. Continue and tell us your... You're going to have to do the same for mine, you know. I'll do my best, but... Right, spoiler alert, I will be making it up. So, first up is a Leo. Okay. And that was a long time, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jennifer's just mouthed the name. <laughs> I mouthed the name because I just needed <laughs> no. to get a vibe in my mind. Um, so that was seven years. Wow. Which was a long time. The seven year itch? Maybe. Um, seven year bitch? Seven year bitch, that's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but that was good. Like, um, But he was not like your stereotypical Leo. Okay. Like, and I've met, it's funny because... Leos definitely do have an NRG about them, mm-hmm. where it's like, they do kind of, people kind of gravitate towards them, whether it is that they're loud and like quite flamboyant and like theatrical and quite... But don't like, you think that when you and I are together around other people, you and I have massive Leo energy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely you. I don't know about me. I'm like a small... No, okay. no together you and I are like... <laughs> Every three seconds, <laughs> making a private joke, screaming. Uh-huh. It's big Leo energy. There's also like a kind of quiet Leo energy, but it's like kind of... A quiet just confidence. very likeable, very like okay. put together and like just a nice person that people gravitate towards. I don't know, like okay. it's strange. But this person kind of had that energy. Um, and yeah, like it was almost like Kind of everyone knows who you are, almost, like... Like you felt great to be in company around this person? No, not necessarily, but I mean, like, the kind of person that they gave off was, like... Okay. A very quiet energy, but, like, everyone loved them. Okay. Almost. Which is, like, we all... Was, like, the small gremlin in the background, like... Hey, <laughs> <"Aye>, darling! <laughs> like, genuinely. But we all have that thing that, like, if, if someone is very likeable and everybody else likes them, it makes you think, oh... Maybe I'll like them. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're cynical like me, it makes me think, what's going on there? True. Yeah. So, but, okay. Um, that was the relationship where I was like the clingy, needy, 
Love me, love me. Okay. Energy. Interesting. Very, like, wouldn't want to be on my own. Like, if I was and I wanted to be with them, like, very much, like, a limpet, like, clam. Okay. Crustacean type. And do you think that's because they had that, like, Leo energy that there's, like, a sense... Sometimes if I people... I think I was, like, totally, like, bedazzled. Yeah. Like, completely. Okay. And, like, Leos and Libras are a good combination. Like, I know it's obviously, like, a fucking generalisation, but, like, if you look at, like, a love chart mm-hmm. for, like, horoscope, like, your sun sign, astrology sign, then Leos and Libras are always going to be a good match. But don't you think, and if, the, if, as we said, like, Libras can go, it can mm. tip... If you don't have that, um, if you're tipped in the wrong direction, I think if someone's got a big personality, in particular a big Leo energy, Mm -hmm. it can be quite intimidating. And if you're not ready for that, it can give you like a sense of inadequacy. And then that can bring the neediness. Right. This is exactly what I was just going to go into. Because when I was with that person, I felt very lesser than Mm -hmm. and very much... uh, not good enough for that person vibe wow. for myself that was quite shackling that is shackling and now I feel attacked because I obviously have big Leo energy and my thing is that men always say like oh love a strong woman but then they end up being little bitches that are intimidated mm-hmm. and now I'm like it's the big Leo energy is intimidating them not that I'm ever going to stop because I am who I am but I am what I am <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I just, sorry, I put my hand on my face because I was shattered. Um, yeah, I think you need to be, but I think obviously that relationship was not right. But if uh, you were the person that you are now, you're much more comfortable with yourself, you would be able to handle that a lot differently. Totally. Uh-huh. I think, like, hindsight is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, hindsight's 2020, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, the past in the past, like, it's done. And you had to go through that to recognise that, otherwise you... Totally. Mm-hmm. It's been a journey. Okay, um, so that was that Libra when Leo. you... Le- well, I mean, that was when you oh, were right, that Libra sorry. that was needy. What about the Libra when you didn't care? Who was that sign? An Aquarius. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, which is weird because Aquarians are typically quite cold and, mm-hmm. like, quite almost emotionless okay this person was not this person was the polar opposite like you're talking like trying to get this on lockdown for weeks and I was like mm, I don't know and then it just sort of happened and I was kind of almost trapped okay in a way um, just going along with it and then before you know it you're a housewife yeah literally no literally but it was like a bad I don't know yeah there not, was toxicity. There was definitely toxicity. There was a lot of jealousy from that person towards me. Okay. And, like, a lot of insecurity from that person. But there was a lot of underlying mental health problems. Oh, and, honey. like, I was going through a bit of a rough patch, at, like, towards the end as well that I didn't even really recognise. Or know and this about, was your so. relationship that ended and then your shattering was rising? Uh, yeah, Saturn return was kind of Saturn, Saturn return, sorry. as that relationship was coming to an end. And we talked about that on last week's podcast. If, no, that was two no, weeks ago. No, that was two weeks ago, yeah. If you didn't hear it, then go back to episode three. Can't remember what it was called. No. 
Um, okay, that's interesting. Uh-huh. But um, it's, it's weird because that's really put me off Aquarians. Mm-hmm. Like, really put me off Aquarians. But I don't know why because I've got some really good Aquarian friends. Mm-hmm. Like Erin who we met last weekend. Yeah. She's such she's, an Aquarius. She's so nice. But in so the like cool. free spirited kind uh-huh. of Aquarius way. Like totally. But yeah, this person was just like Ugh. Rotten. Not not good energy. A little scoundrel. Um, yeah, quite quite a scoundrel. But don't you think that actually we're learning more as we're talking about this about you our star signs and the way mm-hmm. that we can mm-hmm. change? Because I yeah. think that's so interesting about you being so different in those relationships. I know. It's such an air sign thing, though, to be quite malleable. Because mm-hmm. when you think about the different elements what of... What am I? An air sign? Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh. Um, like, air signs are, like, notoriously, like, deemed as, like, quite flighty. Yeah. And, like, a bit kind of hot and cold, almost, that like you can... Someone described it to me mm-hmm. once in the corporate world as style-flexing. You change your personality to suit the mood of the room. That style flexing. If that is ever a def- definition, especially for like a Gemini and a Libra, then I don't uh-huh. know what is. Okay. Truly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of it for me. So like, finally, what do you feel is the kind of classic? Who should a Gemini be with? Who should a Libra be with? Gemini's and Libras are quite good together. But we do have a relationship, a friendship, uh, which is why we're great together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll have a business relationship when the podcast takes off. This is true. Mm-hmm. Sexy 40. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sexy to me, honey. <laughs> okay, so Gemini's and Libras. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I hate, like, that whole pain thing. Because it's like, obviously, you've got a full chart. And, and you like, like who you like. And you, your main sign is really how you love and your relationship sector. And my Venus is in Leo. Is it? Yes. Stunning. And that's the big Leo energy that intimidates these little, these little boys. Well, there you go. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I've learned a lot. I've not. <laughs> but this is because you know all this already. Yeah. I feel attacked. Ain't it? My Libra, my Leo, well there, my Venus is in Libra, which okay. is the ruling sign of Venus. Wow. Along with Taurus. You Libras, you just hook us in and then we just, we can't get enough of you. Blame the goddess of love. That is what I felt about those two Libras, even though they were so different mm-hmm. emotionally. Like, you cannot get enough. Mm-hmm. It's like catnap. It's like cocaine. <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. We start this segment trying to work out what else we could call this other than mm. Tinder Terrors because they're not all Tinder. No. But the best we could come up with was dating disasters and that's just not... It's vile. That's not the vibe. Mm. Vile Valentine's. Um, malfunctioning males. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in most of these stories that I've got, I am... You're the, the malfunction? Uh-huh. No, genuinely. <laughs> I'm a ter- terrible date. You're a Tinder Terror? Tinder Tyler. Wow. Um, the first one that I want to tell you about is a guy that I was dating um, for, like, I don't know, we've been on a few dates. And um, <laughs> basically, 
it was we went out we met up for a drink um, shortly after David Bowie had died okay and I'm a massive David Bowie fan I actually took the day off work when he died wow my boss phoned me and said are you okay this was before I even knew and I was like you're what do you mean? She was um, like, it was like dead no, David's dead David's uh-huh. dead so she was like you can work from home today if you want I was like yes um, and I did and I sat with Radio 6 on all day and cried and drank wine and pretended to work wow. anyway so me and this guy went, I God you've left that job on a, or... I know we've been on a couple of dates oh no she knows that it's fine okay. um, we've been on a couple of dates went out for drinks maybe a week or so after David Bowie had died went back to mine and um, I just started hysterically crying like inconsolable about David Bowie being dead because <laughs> you were drunk as well Ah, uh-huh. yeah, I was right, okay. really drunk. And then um, he was just like, oh, I don't know what to do. He was like giving me a hug and he's like, are you okay? And I was just like, no. I was like, David Bowie's dead and he's never coming back. And then he just started to rub my belly to make me feel better. Look, these that mine are all about how horrendous men are and you're the terror. I'm terror. And he was just like, I mean, what a sign of fucking male patriarchy eh? <gasps> but yeah and funnily enough I've never seen he did have a very small penis <laughs> he did no he did honestly but that was small penis energy mm-hmm. to rub your belly mm-hmm. and the first time we like slept together you're gonna die at this he pulls it out and I went I guess I'm gonna talk tonight <laughs> I didn't know we were going in on podcast well yeah. I feel breathless. Story number one from me. So, literally after that, though, we stayed over that night, and then what happened? Was there, like, a text the next day, like, hope you're okay, you're still sad about David? Kind of, uh-huh. Like, he kind of wanted it to be a thing, and I was just like, no. He was trying to walk work. you down. I wonder what Sasha and he was. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Could find out. Actually, he's, I know, he's going out with someone else that, that you know. I've got a link to. Oh. Not like, like not like a romantic link, but yeah, I know. A friend of a friend. I know who his boyfriend is. It literally a friend of a friend. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. Wow, I felt shackled by that. Sorry, that was quite a lot of detail. <laughs> Mine's is much more like serious and terrible okay. than crying at David, even though that is serious and terrible for you. It was. Mm-hmm. I've just put my hands on Niall's like to show him that I wasn't, you know. I winced. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know why I'm opening. I've wrote... Well, I won't tell you why I've called it because that'll give it away. So I had just come out of a long relationship with the Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, Hate that for you. As did I, darling. Mm. As did I. So I had never, like... While I was in that relationship, I had missed Tinder and all those things. Like, yeah, yeah I didn't know what she was doing. So I started, I didn't really also know what I wanted. Like, I didn't want to get anything serious again because I'd been so shackletita. I just wanted... <laughs> what? I was shackletita? Huh. You and I okay. know. So I didn't want to get anything serious. I started talking to this guy. We really liked each other. We were going to go out on a date. And just before we went out on the date, he said, look, I just want to be... I thought this was going to be a casual thing, so I didn't think I had to tell you this. But I actually have, like, a young child. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't think it was important if it was just going to be a casual thing, but I feel like we're probably going to get on and I didn't want to, like, lead you down the garden path. 
and me not being you know mother earth maternal energy mm-hmm. and definitely don't want to be someone's stepmama was like absolutely not not going out with him but by this point I was a little bit invested all my friends told me I should just go and meet him anyway so went to meet him step one mistake okay. so went to meet him we actually had I feel like this is the beginning of a true crime story <laughs> sorry this is the true crime segment of the podcast step one so we actually had a nice day, but I had this really weird, like, bad feeling about him. And there wasn't anything on the date that I could say, oh, he'd done this and it was bad, or he'd done this and it was bad. It just gave me, it gave me a feeling that it was wrong. Right, okay. Like, we met for a coffee, and when we were leaving, he, like, put his arm around my waist, but there was these tradesmen sitting and I felt like he was doing it for them and not for me. Right. Like, just little things like that. And then when we were leaving, he kissed me. And then right after it, he sent me a voice message and was like, so the question is, when are we seeing each other again? <sighs> I mean, the arrogance. And I just thought, I don't think this is about me. Mm-hmm. Even though I felt like I did like him, I just get this weird feeling that I was like, No. So I sent him the obligatory trying to be a nice guy message, being like, look, really think you're a nice guy, but I just don't think that me and you are compatible. I just don't think it's right. Yeah. And I got back, oh, well, it's fine, because um, I've met someone else anyway. <laughs> and I was like, quick, quick turnaround, darling. So then I can't remember the details of what happened, but it, there was a point where he was trying to speak to me again, and I had done some light, intense research on the internet yeah. and found out they'd been married before so when he'd start to speak to me again and again this was so long I can't remember the details but at some point I had sent him what can only be described and is affectionately known to my friends as a Liam Neeson taken style voice message where I was like listen if you're married don't fuck me up because mm-hmm. I'm not the girl that will fade into the background and let it go I'm the girl that will ruin your life and tell your wife so just letting you know so that must have been before this because right. then he was like oh I've met someone else right that's the that's the timeline I've met someone else go on with my life as you do 18 months later I get a message on Facebook from a girl <gasps> no Hi, just to let you know, no, it's not what you think, it's worse. Just to let you know, I saw your number in Redacted's phone. Mm. Um, I saw your number in Redacted's phone. So just in case you and Redacted are talking, I want to let you know that he's married. I've been his girlfriend for 18 months. I've met his son. I've stayed in his house and he has been married the whole time. And I'm not the only woman he's done this to. Trash trailer trash and the moral of this story is my honeys my angels my darlings go with your gut and delete tinder and never go on tinder because your gal knew i had that feeling that it was wrong and i feel physically ill that he kissed me knowing now that he was married not physically ill because it was my fault because mm. i didn't know at the time but i feel ill so i can't even imagine what that girl felt that they were in a relationship for 18 months Obviously, I sent her back nine uplifting messages of, like, girl power, but she had met his son being in his house. God knows how he... I guess people are good at living double lives, but Redacted was married. 
What a cretin. I actually hate that. I know. And that was my first date experience after coming out of a relationship. And I was just like, I can't do this. Oh no. Plot twist, I can do it. She can. And she will. And I do. And she does. (laughs) So there you go. That was the story of Redacted is Married. I'd like audience members to know that each time I say redacted, I clasp my hand together like a small claw. I feel like I'm speaking to like an Italian mama. That's it. Redacted. Like, I'm quite animated when I talk, as I say, with my hands clasped around around my knees. Like a mum at a PTA meeting. So. (laughs) We need to talk about your behaviour. So there you go, redacted was married. listen, we do need to talk about my behaviour because that's my next story. (laughs) Great segue, carry on. No, genuinely. Like, this was another horrific date hosted by moi. Um, I'll give you a bit of background. The villain was moi. (laughs) The villain was moi. It's so sad. She was. Honestly. It's quite a funny story though. Okay. um, Lighten the mood up from Redacted. Like, a bit of a shit day. So basically this day, I'd been planning to go on this date in the evening. Thanks for that. I'm so so sorry. The professional, the unprofessionalism. You're not a Speaks volumes. You're not a professional woman. Um, <laughs> so, background check. I was supposed to be going on a date last night. Mm-hmm. During the day, at work, I found out that one of my friends had been stealing money from me. <gasps> by basically, like, stealing my card details and using it to pay for things like their tube ticket, topping up the fucking Starbucks card, and booking hotel rooms to sleep with men. I didn't know that story. Oh my god, uh-huh. Like, about almost we'll £900. This- pounds. Oh my god. Mm. Where the fuck I had that money living in London, I don't know. I, it was over a space of time. Whilst okay. I invited this person into my home, I'd like to say to that you should use the word she was siphoning money. Oh, he. He was siphoning money. Mm-hmm. He was siphoning money. I don't know why I thought you said she, sorry. No. Um, he. Yeah. And he was living with me to. I was being a kind Samaritan. Anyway. So I had a shit day, fuming. Ended up messaging my dear friend, Aoife, who you met. Um, an angel and I was like I need a fucking drink like right now and messaged this guy and went listen I've had a shit day I can't do it tonight and explained to him he was like oh my god totally understand we can rearrange for the weekend or whatever great this was like a midweek date went to Ipa's got absolutely fucking wrecked so drunk and thought I'm gonna message him and see if he still wants to go on the date he did so gal pops off to Soho, meets this man, having, having drinks until the bar closes. Um, and I was like, do you want to go somewhere else? And he was like, yeah. Went to the next bar. Karaoke night. Hosted by drag queens. And I thought, brilliant. Great. I was like, well, we must sing. No, I can't sing. I mean, neither can I, but we need to sing. It's karaoke. No, yeah. I'm not doing it. Basically, this night was like a competition night for karaoke singers. Almost professional. Okay. Karaoke singers. Practicing. Signed us up when he went to the toilet. Okay. Comes back from the lawyer. Love that for him. Up next, it's Daniel and... Redacted. Redacted. Singing Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. He refused Please, to get up. No, before you go on, the clip of Bonnie Tyler when she's singing it in French. 
I've not but she doesn't know French and she's just going, Je turn around. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that was me this night. Fine. I'm getting so, an energy. I, I was dragging him up. This drag queen that was hosting it was dragging him up on the stage. <gasps> we're singing it. People were booing us <gasps> because we were so bad. I went mental. I was like, you're all fucking wankers. I hate you all. Got kicked out and barred from the pub. And then he still wants to come back to mine. <laughs> Listen, when it's right, it's right. And he did. And I sang the full way home. Bonnie Tyler totally clips in the heart. Just turned it off. The taxi driver was like, shut the fuck up, please. Yeah. The villain was moi. The villain was moi. It's actually quite hard to say that. The villain was moi. Moi. You turn around. I need to show you as something. I know. Honestly, and I thought maybe it's like turn around in French kind of sounds like that, and we're just getting no. mixed up. No, it's totally je different. It's not. You turn around. I need to let you listen to it. Um, wow, that yeah. is that's a doozy. I'm surprised I've not told you that one. No, you've not. And I didn't know about the siphoning money either. We'll talk yes. about that. Off mic. Um, my little one here we were just talking before we started recording about how it's not even hard to think let me sit down and think about bad ones it's harder to think how do i narrow this down (laughs) so one of mine (laughs) this again was just after i became single i feel like now i'm better at spotting the signs and don't end up on these dates Uh so i don't really have as many bad ones now um but i went out with this man who was had older okay shall we say daddy it wasn't um sugar daddy energy because your girl's an independent woman mm-hmm. but this man did have an ear about him you know there was there was quite a indispensable income okay Stunning. so he i knew him from mm-hmm. i knew him already right we won't get into the details for the medium of the podcast i knew him already um and he wanted to take me out on a date because he knew I was single and he came to pick me up in a big fancy car to be flash and took me to somewhere fancy for lunch, which I did not request. Um, and we went for lunch and he ordered a bottle of champagne. This was back in the day where you could have a few in Scotland. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed it anymore because we can't be trusted. Um, I think that's a good thing, by the way. I think it's right. Mm-hmm. So we went out for lunch and at lunch... We started talking about... He started talking about marriage and um, obviously I almost... It was next to a lock and I I thought about jumping in. A lock is a lake for um, any... A lock. Yeah. Uh, and I thought about jumping in, truly. So he started talking about that and how, you know, it's great that I'm a strong woman and you obviously, you know, I'm career-minded and that's really great. But, you know, once you meet someone, you'll you'll want to give all that up. Cue me almost slumping under my chair. I can't even look down from the eyes she tells me that story because I know. But I just thought, let's play this out and see what the fuck this bitch is talking about. So I went, I said, what What makes you think that? And he was like, well, obviously being a strong woman is, is amazing. It's so important. But, you know, behind every strong man, there's a strong woman. And I was like... Red rag tubber. Okay, so if if I get married one day, and he interrupts me, oh. 
he was like, well, hypothetically, if you and I, if this works out, and you and I were to get married, mm-hmm. so obviously I've almost ascend, ascended. And descended. And descended. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Yeah. Um, at the prospect of this discussion, cut me in half, send me up, send me down. And he was like, hypothetically, if you and I were to get married, well, you wouldn't need to work. And I was like, okay, but it's, it's not really about that. I, I mean, I've got a career and I've got mm-hmm. you know goals. Yeah, but you'd need to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want you to work. And he said, I wouldn't want you to work. Like quite disgusted by the thought. And I was like, but that wouldn't be your decision because yeah. I don't belong to you. So if I wanted to work, I could work. Because at this point, I'm still taken aback and can't really believe that it's real. I feel like me now, I would have flipped the table. But I just was more kind of shocked and trying to work out what he was saying. But he basically laid, in no uncertain terms, he believed that when a woman gets married, she has to quit her job. Stay at home. You don't have to work. You don't have to worry about that. But it's just the fact that he was like, I wouldn't want you to do that. I wouldn't want you to. Yeah, because you're in absolute control. I wouldn't want you to do that. The just final segment is that the whole drive home, because I was shackled into going somewhere fancy mm-hmm. about an hour away. So the whole drive home, I was like, okay, come on, put your big girl pants on. You're going to have to break up with him in the car because I just couldn't, you know, when you're going out with an older guy as well, they can't text. Mm. They text you like, good morning, how was your day? And you're like, Jesus, what's happened? Because there's like <laughs> no emojis and stuff. So I thought, right, do it now. So we were like, pulling into where I stayed and I was just like look I had a really nice time it was really nice to see you again but I just don't think there's anything romantic between us he stopped the car and let me do an impression he said (laughs) you're joking so then I was angry because I was like I've thought how to say that whole car journey so I said I'm not joking I just I would rather be up front with you I don't want to waste your time Mm -hmm. I'm sure you like I've got plenty of other options and, you know, I'm sure you'll be fine. No, you've got to be joking. We had a great day. Just dismissed. Just was like, no. No, we had a great day. Yeah, it was a nice day, but I don't feel there's anything romantic there. No. Just like, no, you're wrong. I had to end up going, well, don't call me again and getting out of the car. (laughs) And I was about five minutes from my house and I had to walk home because I just refused to stay in the car because I thought, before we know it, I'll be absolutely get, having to sign a marriage certificate exactly. in the car. They're probably a fucking bicker in the boot. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. I wouldn't want you like misogynist. What a little misogynist bitch. I hate that for you. I just got that energy that he was used to women being very impressed by his money. Uh-huh. So... If anyone ever feels that way, then please don't end up with someone, like, redacted because mm. it ain't worth it. Babies make your own money. Yeah, and please don't listen to this podcast. Redacted? No. If you're such a way inclined. Oh, okay. I thought you meant if redacted listens to it. I thought, he wouldn't even know how to work a podcast now. He's probably in an early grade. He probably wouldn't want to listen to it because it's co-hosted by a gay man and a woman. Oh, LGBTQIA rights, sorry. Walk on. Tell us your final story. I have one more story and it's not like a date story. It's like 
someone that I bumped into in a night out. Okay. Um, Is the villain moi? Um, no, it's just a really weird one. Okay. Like, really weird. So, I met this guy in a bar. Um, he, we were just drunk, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, do you want to go back to mine? And I was like, yeah, we're back to his. When I got to his, I was like, this place looks a little bit strange. Like, a slight, like, nursing home vibe <laughs> about it. This happened just as you and I became friends. Yeah. Um, and um, I was like, okay, right. It's just that it was quite a new building. I was like, oh, maybe it's just like new refurb. Maybe this is the new style that the kids are doing. Maybe. Um, so, like, got in his, like, flat, his apartment, and then... Um, he was like, oh, do you want a beer? And, like, having a beer. And then he whips out a guitar. And forces me to sing along to Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> this man is also wearing a bandana wrapped around his head. The um, whole night? Or put it on to play guitar? The whole night. Wow. Um, so I was like, oh, can, can I touch your bandana? He was like, don't touch the bandana. <laughs> I was like, right. I mean... Number one, the first fucking warning signal should have been the bandana in the first place. Never mind the fact that he screamed home. at me. And then, um, forced me to sing Puff the Magic Dragon Mushroom. Um, he also told me he had a beautiful voice. There's a lot of singing involved in my stories tonight. Um, Who says that? I have a beautiful voice. Who? What? The, the villain, villain is what? Um, so, basically, ended up staying the night. Having a little sleepover. That man was quite strange. Um, turns out it was like a rehab centre. <laughs> Which I didn't really realise. And like he told me in the end. But then basically I woke up the next day. I literally had 15 minutes to get to work. <laughs> didn't know what it was. I was like panicking. He was just like, calm down, calm down. Shouting at me. <laughs> like, Again? Okay. I was like, can you just phone me a taxi? Calm down, calm down. Here's my bad dad. <laughs> Got in the taxi and the guy was like, I haven't seen you from here before. <laughs> Obviously, like, they get picked up a lot from that location. I was like, oh yeah, I just stayed the night. And he was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Took me to work. Got to work. It was fine. And then, uh, halfway through the day, I get a phone call from Jen. So I'd obviously told him the location of my work. Mm-hmm. He had called up. A popular superstore. Uh-huh. He'd called up and um, asked to speak to me. So I spoke to him and he was like, oh, I just wanted to make sure you got to work okay. And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm here. And he's like, um, yeah, okay, right. And just, so, sorry, before this, I'd also, in my sharp pocket, discovered um, that he'd left his phone number written on a playing card. Um, the Ace of Hearts. I left it in my top pocket. And um, so I, I answered the phone and he was like, just wanted to make sure you got to work okay. And the strongest buzz of I was going to say, did them. you get your card? <laughs> and I was like, yep, yep, got it, thanks. <laughs> right. So the crux of this story is oh God. the location that I work at, there's also another said location in the city centre. Mm. There's also another person called Daniel who works in that other said location. So this gentleman 
phoned the other location before I got the phone call. Oh. Phoned this Daniel and said, oh, how are you doing? Obviously, Daniel was like, I thought this was just a strange person a strange I interacted with before, blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of ended the conversation with, you've left your underwear at mine. <laughs> so Daniel was like, I don't know who this is. I think he just hung up the phone. So then he called me and said the same thing. And I was like, wow. Um, and just, I hung up the phone. I was like, please don't call back, basically. Um, so then Daniel, from the other Hello, location, Daniel. calls me. And he's such a lovely guy. He was like, um, did you get a phone call from, <laughs> from a man? I was like, yep. He's like, do you know who this is? I was like, yeah, yes. He's like, are you okay? I was like, no. I'm not with the Ace of Hearts. Yeah. Um, I was basically on edge for about three weeks. Um, worried that I was going to bump into this gentleman. Um, I love that you keep calling him a gentleman. He was nice though, but like... Um, the Sacred Heart Gentleman. Sacred Heart Gentleman. Sacred Heart Bandana. Um, and that. I'll be you touching the middle. Can I touch your bandana? Don't touch the bandana! <laughs> Honestly. Truly terrifying. Wow. And do you know how we met? Playing pool. Or snicker, I can never remember. I love that. He, he, just, he wanted me to play. He actually requested my presence at the pool table. Wow. And that wasn't your first red flag. Exactly. Exactly. Um, just a small, you know, bonus moment that one time a man came up to me in a bar. Very good looking gentleman. Oh. Stunning. And I'd seen him many times before and I didn't hate what I seen. So when he came up to me in the bar, this was a number of years ago, walked up to me, whispered in that ear, and I'm going to tell you this in three parts. Oh God, right. I want to take you home, tie you up, and tickle you. <laughs> I've never been so shocked in my life. No, you didn't. I promise you. No. I want to take you home. Great. <laughs> tie you up. Even better. And tickle you. No. No. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There you go. S- spoiler alert: he didn't. Because <sighs> otherwise, I think I would have woke up and I was being a story on this true, true crime podcast. You would have. You would have. Well. The tickle villain. <laughs> right. End this now. End my life. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode five of the Celestial Collective podcast. It's us. <laughs> that is us. And I mean that is us. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed a little something different. Um, we still talked about star shines, but the true crime was the men. <laughs> Especially me. <laughs> the true crime was one of the podcast hosts. Yes. Uh, the villain. C'est moi. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Please, if you haven't listened to it, go and Google Bonnie Tyler French mm-hmm. and you'll hear her singing Total Cuts of the Heart. And it's... I've also just decided that um, that is my hit of the week. See? Seeing that video. <laughs> truly, truly. Truly, it is some, it's 
to behold. Mm-hmm. Um, it also looks like she's singing with the French Danny Minogue. Yeah, she is. I was kind of here for. She was, she was fully French. She was doing it, but Bonnie, on the other hand, was having a tough time. Mm. God love her. Um, but yeah, we are still very much enjoying doing the podcast. <laughs> You're looking at me as a. <laughs> Are you? No, because <laughs> you're clutching your knee and rocking back and forth. So I was unsure if you were okay or if there was too much talk about redacted. I'm that... never okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Daniel is now redacted himself. Mm. Ah, yes. Um, yeah, episode five, baby. We've, we're almost halfway here. We said we were going to do ten. We did. Mm-hmm. So we're halfway there. Living on a prayer. I honestly didn't say that because I thought you would hate it. I did. I hate myself for saying it. Um, your hit of the week is Bonnie Tyler. Absolutely. That's it. Hat's hat. Uh, okay, well, I've got three hits of the week. Oh, well, positive Polly. Go on. My three hits of the week are I'm basically the Great British Strongman because I was very angry at the weekend. Mm. Um about redacted yeah and i went to the gym on monday and everything felt like because i was so angry and i went up all my weights and i'm i'm just on the way to becoming the great british strongman to be quite honest um and then my friend and i booked a trip to go a trip to go to marrakesh and i have been once before with the capricorn Oh. Shackled holiday. So I'm excited to rewrite that with a friend. Um, and Marrakesh is magical. Mm. And I'm definitely going to come back with six rugs, nine crockery items, 62 incense. All for me. 53 ambers, 73 camels, 87 God knows what else. I think I'll have a harem of men as well. And women. If I'm not sold myself for a camel. So good luck to me. Mm. Episode 10, about me. The true crime story of Daniel having to come and save me, Liam Neeson style. I'll have to break into your house and record it myself. Exactly. So, I feel like there was a third that I thought about. Um, Yeah, my third is, I have never celebrated Valentine's Day. Even when I've been in relationships, I've never cared about it. I never wanted the flowers. Like, I'm just not really that bitch. Mm. Like, I'm not really that. She's not that bitch. She never has been. But in honour to loving myself and just thinking that I'm the greatest, I've decided to do something nice for myself on Friday. So on Friday afternoon, I'm going to get a massage. Um, I actually am trying to get booked in with someone in Glasgow called White Rabbit Healing. And she does like cupping and Uh reiki and all of that stuff but she only had one slot and it was at night time um, because then I'm going to go to a yin yoga workshop so I thought that would be like two hours of yin a massage Stop. before it I just thought that would be a really nice way to like treat yourself I'm saying honour myself but in quotation marks because that's such a wanky thing mm. to say but yeah I just thought it would be nice to do that for myself even if it wasn't on Valentine's Day like to do that for yourself and you know, self-care is important. Self-care. Self-care. Um, I thought that was just a nice thing to do for myself on Friday because I'm the greatest and I deserve it. Delighted and for I it. am my own sugar daddy. Well, 
You're your own diabetic father. I am. Stunning. Have you got anything else you'd like to add? Um, I've got a pet of the week. Okay. It's a big fucking crevice on my face that... Oh my god. So Daniel's having skincare issues and he... We'll talk about skincare in another episode. Uh-huh, and how shackled mine is. But I am hopelessly devoted to skincare. And Daniel called me the sultan of skincare in a message earlier. That's and true. I never loved anything more. I basically got in the door tonight and she was like, come here. We Here's killed, an acid. We killed it with fire. We put acid on it. Mario Badescu drying lotion. This is that small, by the way. I know. I it was tell. like thrice the size. Bulbous. And you popped it? I had to. I had to. Maskin, on the other hand, is quite blessed at the moment, but I've been using a cocktail of medicines and some illegal retinol that I got in Turkey, so... Really? See ya! What does retinol do? Well, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Sorry. Um, skincare soundbite is our skin, like, you know when a baby's born and it's, like, skin's all plump and, like, mm. vibrant? That's because that's when your skin is at its best. Your cells are turning over really quickly. That's why your skin looks so... Babies have that little rosy glow. Mm-hmm. And basically, as we get older, that just starts to go down and down and down. So when you're kind of a young teenager, a young adult, your skin cells turn over every 28 days. Um, and that just starts to get slower and slower as we get older. So retinol speeds up your skin cell turnover. Um, but retinol is found in small amounts in skincare products within the skincare industry in the UK. Uh-huh. But outside of the EU, they sell it um, over the counter in a pharmacy. So one of my friends used to be a pharmacist. So she knows a lot about skincare ingredients. And we were in Istanbul together and we got some over-the-counter stuff. And it is beautiful. I need that in my life. But you don't even need to go... that. That's intense stuff. Don't don't go in, into that part of skincare unaided. But, um, yeah, re- that's what retinol does. My eyes just lit up. I was like, yes. <laughs> as, soon as, I, as soon as he hears illegal shit, he's here for it. <laughs> I'm a rebel. I mean, calm down and just put a fucking moisturiser on. I do. I'm just saying. But we'll um, maybe talk about skincare. Or I could talk about skincare for five episodes. Yeah. I love it. But we'll keep you updated on the Alamontagna on Daniel's face, which is not a montagna, he just imagines it's it. It's an is. absolute mountain. I'll tell you right now. Have you got a pet of the week? Are we not talking about that? Uh, I was angry at the weekend, but I'm over it. I'm quite good at rising from the ashes of things, so a pet of the week is never a pet of the week, it's a pet of the day, and then a, we move. Yeah. We move on. Why dwell on things? Exactly. Why dwell on redacted? They're redacted for a reason. Redaction. I've just been shouted at by Jennifer for singing a song. See, he wouldn't stop singing. But gracias, mi amores. De nada. For listening to episode five and sticking with us, if you have been. Mostly a shout out to our friends who we've shackled into listening. Yeah. Um, and Daniel's boyfriend who 8am noticed the podcast wasn't live on Monday and thank God someone did. He was very upset. Oh, our number one fan. He was really upset. Free merch for him when it comes. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I'll finally put my textiles to great use. Oh, Bob. I knew, I knew I did it for a reason. It's coming full circle. I knew there was four years of... It redacted uni. Yeah. Um, find us on Instagram at the Celestial Collective Cast and hit us up. Hit your gals. Hit your gals no, up. No, don't hit your gals. Hit <laughs> us up. Hit us up. We Great want to hear your, your um, terrible Tinder stories. Um, I I have many and many that friends have told me. Mm. But, I mean, if you want to write yours in, slide into our DMs because we'd love to hear them. I would. And I want to hear about, like, strange zodiac sign. Like, yeah, Yeah. Like, have you dated a Capricorn? Have you experienced the big Leo intimidation energy? Um, have you been a Libra that's flipped? Let us know. Write us. We'd love to know, darlings. Um... That's it. That's it from us. Over and out. Another success. We've realised it's better for us to record this when we're not drunk. So we've only done drunk. one drunk episode. We're getting drunk on our own time now, not on yeah. your time. We're not going to waste it for you. Um. So see ya. See ya.